What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by expressvpn.com slash ham and by manscaped.com promo code ham and by ease and easewellness.com promo code ham and by SeatGeek promo code ham. Now to the segment. You want to talk about signing day? Hell yeah. Can you give us a breakdown of all the players? Yeah, so who's, Vel- your, who's your favorite player? Uh, Mr. Williams. I already told you that. <laughs> no, you know which one I like? Because I, I, I was texting with a buddy at Stanford. You know, Emmett Smith's son committed to Stanford, EJ yeah. Smith. And uh, I, I happened to be watching when he committed on ESPN. It was, From they in Florida when they were doing that? You know, I don't know. It was on mute. But Might it, have been in Texas, It was between right? Florida. I would assume it was Texas, right? It was between yeah. Emmett's alma mater, Florida, Georgia, uh, Stanford, and one other SEC school maybe ohio state maybe it was a big 10 school but it was he like, might have been their biggest recruit then the, li- the list was i mean it was the it was like exactly what a blue chipper looks like yeah. but so i texted because like jerry rice's remember they had barry sanders son jerry rice's kid ended up at colorado uh the other kid sneaky in the league asu got chad ochocinco's son ochocinco 2.0 chad johnson the second no chad oh. johnson the second uh, but so I was texting a buddy at Stanford. I'm like, is he like, what's the deal? Like, is he really good? Or is he, is this, is, you know, is it a big deal? Cause it's his dad. He's like, no, it's a big, like he's, like, we think he can play as a freshman and kind of like, we think he's a running back. But if you notice ESPN lists him as a wide receiver, like he can do both kind of McCaffrey, like he, they think he's really good. So that's my, that's the guy I'm most interested in EJ Emmett Smith's son. Yeah. I texted our buddy at Oklahoma and he said the same thing. He's like, he's really good. He said his only – he's like, well, his dad wasn't – I mean, when I say, like, lacks top-end speed, the dude from Fresno, uh, Wendell Milton. Kendall. Kendall, not Wendell. Kendall Milton, same thing. Like, thinking I, of Wendell I think Wendell Mathis. Yeah, he, he wasn't that fast either. And, and I say it all the time, not having top-end speed as a running back isn't that big of a deal. When I say top-end speed, like, these guys are so fast. Like, you run four five seven instead of four four two. You're just not busting out 70-yard runs. But – I'm, I'm telling you, guy, 
the one thing I noticed just looking at like the top 30 or 40 kids and the thing that jumps out to me are whenever it says California next to their name, you know, and for the most part, it's the guys from Southern California, though I think Fresno's, Fresno's fucking a hotbed guy. I mean, that place is recruiting multiple top like 50 players every year. These guys, when I, when we were in high school, or excuse me, college, and then I went to Fresno State, and definitely at Fresno followed this stuff really closely, there's always been guys, and I guess when I, we were in high school, a guy like DJ Williams at De La Salle went to Miami in the peak of their powers. It was like 2000. And then his two brothers played at a Grand High School, and one of them ended up going to Cal. But like DJ was the number one high school player, went to Miami. It wasn't even that weird, right? Miami was Alabama at the time. So I was like, yeah, fuck, Miami offers you're going to go to play at the U. Brady, when we were way younger, uh, the dates, I like dating Brady a little bit, make him sound a lot older than us. Because uh, he is, fuck, he's about to be 43. Went to Michigan. And I was like, yeah, the guy, I mean, Michigan called? Like, who else was on the phone? The Yankees? Like, it was like, oh, yeah, I would have gone there too. I think when you start seeing this kid from Fresno go to Georgia, or you see a guy go to LSU, or you see a guy go to Florida, or that, what was the Samoan kid's name, the number one quarterback, St. John Bosco's, is going DJ. to Clemson? DJ, it was between them and Oregon. Yeah, when you start going seeing, when I see... The non like peak of the power SEC school, which is Alabama. Well, the other like, kid, I, Bryce, uh, Bryce Brown, no, uh, Bryce Love, I think, right? Bryce, no, no, not Bryce Love. Something he's going to Alabama, right? He flipped from SC a few months ago to go to Bama. Mm-hmm. But is he? He's a technically a quarterback. Bryce really Young, he's an athlete. Bryce Young, I think he's a quarterback. So maybe, yeah. But like I, Naj, Nick Saban shows up to Najee Harris. Hey, I want you. I get that. But I think that Nick Saban's made the SEC really cool. Like, how is Georgia, to me, Georgia, Florida, and, like, LSU getting peak of their power, you know, or just, like, elite players from Southern California? That that jumps out to my eye. Even Clemson. Like, you're telling me Clemson takes the number one quarterback from St. John Bosco? Like, that's, that's fucking nuts. Trevor Lawrence, isn't Trevor Lawrence from South Carolina? Like, he's from back there. Like, that's okay, I get that. But when you're taking our number one quarterback, it kind of makes me nervous. And then I saw inside Troy, Ryan Abrams tweeted out the video of him saying, I wore five because of Reggie Bush. And I get USC's down, but you would think like then Washington, and like you said, Oregon was in on him. Arizona State, I guess they have a young quarterback, so that'd be a tough sell. But it's like that we can't be letting those guys leave. Again, we've always had the occasional guy here and there leave. It's just going to happen. But... I think more than ever, these these SEC schools, when we were growing up, I, I didn't view the SEC like I want to, the SEC is cool. I viewed like the Pac-12 or Pac-10 at the time was every bit as cool. And even just like the other, I think the SEC is separated just from everybody. It's just like, yeah, it's I, cool I, to play in the South. When we talk about the footprint, I you like players leaving the West Coast footprint, to me, it's specifically an SEC issue, not a Big Ten. Now, the Big Ten takes guys too, whatever, but... Harbaugh came to see Najee Harris too and got beat on him, right? So I think that it's specifically an SEC thing. I think there's three things at play. One, it, I think there was just an uh, just a uh, unavoidable social media has knocked down fences. It makes the world smaller. It's so much easier to see yourself there right now than it would have been 20 years ago just to see yourself Because Kirby there. sends you a DM of the locker room. Well, you, first like, of all, well, you don't see him as much, right? Just everybody's on TV way more. So you just see – you're just more familiar with everything. You just It's just more familiar. You're right. You get more DMs. You see everything on Twitter. It's just 
everything feels a little less crazy to me. Like once upon a time, I can't, I always think about this, like people who came to America when you used to have to take a boat and take several months and take a month or two to do it and pack yourself in just, it was stinky and it was smelly. And it was like, that was taking a leap. Now it's like, well, worst case, I don't like it. I'll hop on a seven hour flight and go back. Right. I don't like not many people manscaping on those boats. No, God, I don't like Florida. It's the other thing is you can transfer. I'll just hop on a flight and come back. But it all looks so. I think I think the world is just smaller. A, B. I think to your point on the SEC, I think the college football playoff has made everything else feel less relevant, and the only thing that matters is the playoff. And so, who do you watch when you watch the playoff? It's those guys. Yeah. See, I, I wouldn't go the playoff. I, I think the, their regular season is still big. I think that their their games. Oh, there's no feel doubt. I'm just saying, on television and cool. Yeah. No. Well, look. I think we've we're to the point now. You just take that environment and you stack it up with other environments it's just hard on the west coast to stack up washington's best is awesome oregon is awesome utah is awesome but at their best like i i mean we live out here and i can't wait to go to an sec game so i'm with you i'm just saying i think the college football playoff has made all like the rose bowl while it still matters more than like the cotton and the peach and these other ones it's not quite what every west coast kid dreams of going to play in like it used to be And i think the playoff is a big reason why and then well, i think, I, I, think the, I, I think the big team yeah sorry no i was just to say I, I think what needs to happen now from a west if we're like looking at it from a west coast perspective of course guys are taking your players of course they are because your guys grew up in california some of them want to blaze a different like eh, everybody that i grew up with like a lot of their parents like they I, they went to the west coast schools i want to do something different right and i think there's a lot of that so I think the West Coast schools, while you absolutely need to keep your California guys, I think you have to accept that the world's different. Why don't you go to Florida and get some guys who none of their friends went to California? Why don't you go to Texas and get some guys, some guys who none of their friends went to, like, where they want the grass green or somewhere else? Like, I, I think that's where the West Coast schools, not just USC, who's always nationally recruited, not just Oregon, who's always nationally recruited, but I think that's how the West Coast schools kind of get back in the mix is, okay, there's a reason some of these guys are going there. Let's get some other guys who it's like, well, Alabama, I want to go to Alabama, but they're going out of the state. For, let's go get somebody from that state. Well, you know that I, I think the big, you know, problem right now for the Pac-12 losing a lot of these L.A. guys, because like, Oregon's doing their part, right? They're all over the fucking poly that's going to Clemson. Like, they, they, they've yeah. come swinging. Mario's approaching this thing like he's still working for Nick or Dabo. Like, they... He's approaching it like we're playing Ohio State every week. So I tip my hat to him. And Washington, they are they take huge swings too. I think Herm has that mindset. It's just harder. You're Arizona State, you know. And like you brought up Utah, I, I fucking love Utah. But in fairness, like they're never going to recruit for the most part these type kids, at least in the near future. So to me, it's on USC yeah, totally. to miss out all those guys. But I also think this. When I was picking up dinner last night, I'm listening to Andy Staples talk. And he brought up this. He brought up a specific instance because the, the guy, the guy hosting the radio show, was like, "Did anything crazy happen today?" And he's like, "One crazy thing happened today. A guy that had committed in Nebraska, after he signs the paper, gets a phone call. He's a DB. He's like one of the best DBs, and they tell him the opposing school that wants to get him, like Texas or whatever, tells him your DB coach is going to go to the NFL after this season. So the kid freaks out." And he's like, it happened five years ago to a guy named Roquan Smith. Do you know where Roquan Smith was supposed to go out of high school? Where? UCLA. 
And wow. you know who the guy that recruited? Because and then Andy Staples was like, people forget Jim Moore was landing like Kenny Clark's, Roquan's, uh, Miles Jack. Miles Jack. Where, where's Miles Jack from? Georgia, right? He's not from California. So I I, I give Mora. They chip. recruited really. I think the reason he got fired is because their win totals didn't match up with how good they recruited. Yeah, didn't Chip actually have kind of a bounce back day yesterday? They yep. landed some guys last minute. Yep. Again, this is just Andy Staples enlighten me on this. No, but it's he true. said that that Roquan was coming, and that was the year that it turned out Ulbrich, somewhat you know Mark Richt, who at the time was the coach there, calls him and says, because it was between Georgia and UCLA, Jeff Ulbrich's going to the Atlanta Falcons, but Roquan hadn't sent in a signing date letter yet. But it was the morning of which move is sneakier. Not telling a kid you're leaving or calling a kid who's going somewhere else to tell him his coach is leaving? Well, it turns out the guy at Nebraska, they just made it all up. And the guy was like, I'm telling you, I'm fucking not leaving. I'm staying here. I just signed a two-year extension. Where Ulbrich really was, so Roquan called Jim Mora, and Jim Mora kind of had to spill the beans. But he, but what he told him was like, I'm doing everything I can to keep him. And Roquan's like, come on, man. He's leaving. And so he just went to Georgia. But... You're right. I, so what I, happened I with think, the Nebraska kid? It was too. I mean, he ended up signing. So it yeah, didn't matter. it was too. He'd already signed, but it but it turned out that the move. other it was dirty recruiting. Wow. But I think this gets back to what was Lane like, Kiffin seen on the phone at the same time? <laughs> no, I don't know. When USC was humming, think of where a lot of their players were from. They did. A, they did crushed it in L.A. But isn't I mean, wasn't Clay Matthews from New Jersey? Or one of those guys was Cushing. One of the linebackers was not from California. They were getting a ton of players nationally, right? I think right? They, from L.A. Yeah, uh, I, I think it was Cushing. It was Cushing that was from Jersey right. or PA. But they approached it like I think Georgia and Florida and LSU are now approaching it. Like yeah. we view California as a hotbed. Where at Pete went, I view OH, PA, and NJ as my hotbeds. And if I want a guy from Florida, Dwayne Jarrett, or they were just definitely every year. There, they just had five stars from all over the country. And if you wanted you from LA, then he, he did that. He too. got you. Yeah. No, I, I, I do I think, think you're right. Losing the amount of LA guys though is a little scary for our conference. That I want to see thrive. Like that's a lot of talent just leaving the state to a, to sure. to the South. It's like, one so thing. The if South Oregon... is already getting sweet guys, and now they're getting fucking Wendell Milton. I mean, fuck Kendall. Kendall. So, I want to call. Yeah, him it's what like. There's this guy Justin Flo who's people think it's going to be a first rounder out of the Southern California. He chose Oregon over USC. Okay. But Oregon can't do all this work for SC, right? Like SC's got to do this work. Cause at the end of the day, they are SC. They are in LA. So but to me, it's like, they're the only program right now. And I, I was, I didn't think Mario was going to be that good. He shut me up where he's landing like six, seven guys a year that are like, yeah, we think this guy's a future first rounder. I think Washington does a couple but when USC's not doing that at all, because really, if if of the 20 guys, the top LA guys, let's say 10 of them went to the South, as long as SC kept half of them, we'd be in pretty good shape. And maybe UCLA lands one. Right. But you lose all those guys, like how good is Georgia, fucking Alabama and LSU going to be if they, if they land the best players out here and they're getting all the guys in the South, guys? Well, I think what makes it scary too, and I've talked to people who recruit about this, it's like, Sometimes you'll take a kid from a legit high school, even if he's not quite, if he's good, but he's not great, but you just want to get into that high school, right? You just that, want, it, yeah. You just want Zach all Maynard. his old teammates to be like, oh man, we, we watch our friend John Middlecoff. We watch him every day playing at Minnesota, man. It's so sweet to watch him at Minnesota. It's like, you just want to get in and kind of slowly, slowly infect everybody with 
with your little flu, your recruiting flu. So the more kids that go, the more kids that think about going. Well, it's why Bob Stoops always tried to get a guy or two every year from California just to kind of keep the pipeline. And I remember Phil Savage told me when it was announced that Georgia was playing Oklahoma at the Rose Bowl and Saban, I think Alabama played Clemson. This was like two or three playoffs ago. Yeah, it was Baker Mayfield's last year, two years ago, right, with Sony Michelle and, and Nick Chubb and those guys. That he's like, that's a big win for Georgia, getting to play a fucking a huge bowl game out in California. Well, here's a question for you. like, So do you, you think that Kendall Milton, Kirby Smart, had him attend that game? Wouldn't sure. you be shocked if, they, if he wasn't at that game? But here's a question for you. like, If you're wa- Washington, Michigan play, Ohio State, Oregon play, which game benefits which team more? So, wait, so repeat. Like next season – Ohio State goes to Oregon week two. Yeah. If you're Oregon, to me, you should want to play that game more than Ohio State does. Like, you playing in Ohio is more valuable than them playing in Oregon. Agree, because you don't have players out there. If you're Washington, you playing in Ann Arbor versus them playing in Washington, it's probably a wash, but, you know. But, like, to me, you playing in home-and-home home with Alabama. Like, if I'm a California school, and Alabama doesn't play home-and-homes with anybody, I wouldn't, like, that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go home and home with Alabama. Like, I don't want to, like, because the payoff for them is much higher than the payoff is for me. 100%. The SEC teams don't do it. They may be mandated to do it soon. Like, Ole Miss does it. Ole Miss did it with Cal. They're a little different. I, I know yeah. this. If I was Cal and I was UCLA, I ain't doing a home and home with Florida or Georgia guy. I ain't doing well, it. No uh, chance. Utah, Utah's doing it with Florida. Like, to me, that if I were Florida, I'd be a little careful with that right now is utah taking the guys that florida wants from florida maybe not but utah is has been trying their two of their best players are from florida this year yeah to me that's an easy one for utah for sure I think i'm saying think for florida it's like is this worth it or are we just not afraid of them so it doesn't matter i just think you think you're better and you you want to play good teams you know that's, what's the point of this if you're yeah. always trying to avoid right can we just stop trying to avoid again you don't need to be Pat Hill in play. What's your non-conference? Ohio State, Tennessee, and Florida. <laughs> you know, well Fresno yeah. State does have I think two Pac-12 teams each in the next two years. But but it's it's also different for like they have to do it financially, and it does make some sense. And it does like and Pat used to always say this, and it's true. It helps us recruit. Like if we just play three other New Mexico states, I no mean this doubt. sucks. Yeah, you know it, it really is pretty fucking cool being on the sideline at Wisconsin. You know that's. Like, if I'm Wisconsin, I'm desperately trying to do a home-and-home with, like, Cal, right? Hey, you want to come play at Wisconsin? Right? If you have the kids from Oakland Tech and Sacramento come to that game, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? If you can just get one guy from Folsom High School or Oakland Tech or De La Salle, that is a massive win for Wisconsin. Like you said, just to be like, then the sophomores are like, oh, I, I used to go out to In-N-Out with James after after we'd play when I was a sophomore and he was a senior. He's, he's my buddy. I'm going to watch him play every Saturday. You're right. You just you just draw eyeballs to where you might not naturally do it. Like all his friends in that program are like, my boy had a catch against Ohio State. You know, it's just sweet. Yep. I, I just knew that as someone that didn't even know DJ Williams. I kept tabs on DJ Williams when I was yeah. in high school. I was like, God, that guy's at Miami. Think how many kids at like Antioch right now are just have been watching Najee Harris. That guy's probably a hero in the Not game. even guys at that high school, to your point. Just people that played. Like, I played against that guy. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Underrated part of high school sports, who you played against. But when, well, when we were growing up, it was all just like, oh, that guy went to SC. That's where you, you went to SC. 
Like that, they were the Yankees, and they're just they're really like Oregon is. It's just they can only do so much. I mean, they're just they're far away, and they they do try, but. I, do you guys want to go to Eugene? I mean, they've always got elite players. I'm not saying they don't, but it's it's actually remarkable what they're able to pull off, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Even you can put say Nike helps them out, and they do. Well, they all get a sweep. Fun. Did you see the Jordans? They're all getting for the Rose Bowl. Pretty badass. Yeah, but I think these guys are kind of used to all that. Listen, like Oklahoma get out Jordans and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just these are these are cool. I think color? I think Oregon is the only school that gets Nike and Jordan brand gear. Everyone else is one or the other. You're saying that the Rose Bowl gave them I'm saying special Oregon Jordans? has given them like some sweet Jordans that are like the, the you know the old school color scheme for Oregon where it's like the kind of the apple green, the bright yellow, not like the newer ones, that color scheme Jordans with like, you know, it's got the Oregon. I've seen Jeff Schwartz has all these sweet Oregon logos all over the tongue in the back. I mean, yeah, it's sweet. They got to keep an eye on Craigslist to make sure players aren't selling them for $2,000. Um, basketball team too. I guess everybody does there. Some headlines. You're you're saying the ones that are like yellow and green. Yeah. You think they look good? Well, it doesn't matter if I think they look good. I just think they look different. Like, yeah, I think yeah. they look good. Like, I don't have an outfit to wear them with, but I think they look sweet. <laughs> yeah, they're, you're right. They're cool. They're unique. <laughs> if you're uh, a twenty year old, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, how would I, where would I wear these? Wear? No, you could, you, you, you need a white tee and some jeans that are tight and stay rolled up above the top of the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I've owned one white tee in the last 20 years, and, you know, it's, it's got a tag on it still. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.